Hello, Freedom Fighters. Thank you for listening. This audio interview is brought to you by Open World Magazine, the ultimate guide for pursuing a life of adventure and passion and setting up a location-independent business that can support your dream lifestyle. Go check us out at openworldmag.com. Hey guys, so I'd love it if you could join our Facebook group, Digital Nomad and Freedom Fighter Collective. We're creating a movement here and I'd like you to join. Go on there and introduce yourself, share your goals with us, and join in the discussion if you have any questions or comments, anything you'd like to share, feel free to reach out to me through the Facebook group. And as my personal gift, you can also find a free copy of my audiobook for Buy Your Own Island in the file section of that group. I really look forward to seeing you there and hope you enjoy this interview. Thank you. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Open World Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Flood, and today we have a very fun topic for you. We're going to talk about love. Valentine's Day just passed, and if you found yourself single this year, as I have, you'll probably take keen interest in this conversation. I'm joined by Aline Damen from Germany. She's been a nomad for about four years, and she recently started nomadsoulmates.com. It's an app that helps... Uh, it's online dating for remote workers, location-independent people, and digital nomads. And there's a number of challenges if you're a nomad, if you love to travel, and if you're a free spirit that prevents you from finding love. And we're going to talk about that on this call. It's going to get a little bit icky, and uh, hopefully we're going to find a, a solution for all of us lovelorn nomads out there. So I just want to say, Aline, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> awesome. So I narrowly missed meeting you in Bali. You did a presentation there. I think I, I just missed your presentation. I think I missed you by a few days. But you're today in Pai, is that right? That's right. I'm in Pai. <laughs> I hit before a month. <laughs> so tell me what you're looking out at over there. I've never been to Pai yet. Is it, is it nice? Yeah, it's, well, unfortunately right now it's burning season and it's actually, everything is very dry looking, um, so I came at the wrong time, but actually Pai is a really beautiful place. Um, when you're here and when it's super green, it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. I came yeah. because I'm visiting friends, actually. Oh, okay. I've seen the photos. Yeah. They look beautiful. I've, I've been to some of those little mountain towns around Chiang Mai, like um, Mayon and... Uh, some really small ones where you can just sleep in a tent for like 200 baht or something. It's, it's pretty... Oh, uh, totally. <laughs> Listen to the sound of birds singing. So <laughs> <laughs> how did you end up here? Tell me about your backstory, where you came from, in your own words, you know, describe yourself for us. Sure. Um, so I traveled for four years um, already, uh, but always on off. And I ha always had a desire to travel and to explore the world. Um, and I just finished school um, when I did my very first trip. And yeah, that, that really got me. And I wanted to keep doing this. And um, after two years of traveling around, I um, bumped into this blog and I was talking about becoming a self-employed digital nomad and embracing this kind of lifestyle, um, being able to travel 
and working from on the road. And that sounds so attractive to, to me. So um, I really started out as a virtual assistant to get my first bugs. And then that turned into content marketing. So I do a lot of content marketing now and started my own business with it. And um, a year ago, I then started as well because of my own experiences and uh, because of meeting other nomads, um, I started a Facebook group that gathered people who were interested in dating other remote workers. So that's how, <laughs> that's how it all started. Where were you traveling around and did you find that uh, working as a virtual assistant, were you able to make enough to travel? Oh man, it's so hard. <laughs> it's so freaking hard. So um, I think it, I made it happen because it's my number one priority. Um, but obviously, as a virtual assistant, I was not earning much in the beginning. Like I was, uh, I'm charging 25 bucks an hour, and in the beginning, I only had one client for one hour for a week. <laughs> so <laughs> you you guess that like. I was earning, I was also living from savings, but um, it became better and better. So as I grew my network and really put myself out there, learned how to sell myself. Um, yeah, you, I really learned with learning by doing, um, but it's really challenging in the first, it was, it was really challenging really. And um do you feel yeah. like you're fully committed to this lifestyle of being a nomad? Because I know you've gone back home a few times over the last four years and like considering enrolling in university then backing out. I mean, have you thought about like you want to take that traditional path where you go back to school and find a job mm. somewhere and settle back home? Totally. So <laughs> I went I went back I went back so often um, because I was thinking to start university or training I actually started a training but then I got so depressed of it I oh god um I had to quit that and um yeah it was making me really unhappy so I tried it a few times um because obviously there's a lot of outside pressure friends especially family um my parents wanted me to start university they still asked me to do it um but uh, yeah, then, then you realize like after so often trying um, that it's really not for you. And so you keep on going, doing the things that you like to do. And um, yeah, so, so I made this really a priority becoming, <coughs> sorry, Moses, uh, becoming a nomad. So yeah. Um, There's a lot of um, uncertainty. There's a lot of, uh, you know, jumping into the unknown. It's a little bit tricky to find real happiness and fulfillment as a nomad. Many people question your decisions. Many people don't understand what you're doing. And when you look yeah. at it yourself, it's like, you know, where do I see myself in five years? Where do I see myself in 10 years? You know, there's a lot of people don't really know what the end game is. And especially you see a lot of people who just jump on a plane, you know, one-way ticket, and they haven't figured anything out, you know, they haven't figured yeah. out what they're going to do, or uh, <laughs> how they're going to make money and stuff, and, you know, I've been in this unfamiliar territory for, like, six or seven years, I've been a nomad since I started driving yeah. out of my car and working for my laptop, and, yeah. and it's tough, I don't really know sometimes, you know, I, I look at, like, one-month goals or three-month goals, and if you ask yeah. me, like, where I'll be, 
I don't even know where I'll sleep next week, you know, but um, I can't tell you where I'll be in a year from now. Uh, So there's a lot of that. And, you know, I've tried to make a lot of sacrifices and compromises, especially when it comes to dating. And, uh, you know, if I don't want to be alone all the time, then I I try to settle down a little bit. And uh, I've had, you know, girlfriends, like two girlfriends in Bangkok in the last couple of years. But they're still working, you know, nine to five jobs and, you know, still expecting this normal lifestyle. And it's really tough for me because I'm a, a circular peg to fit into this square hole, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I have similar experiences myself, um, and I was actually asking the question in the Facebook group yesterday, what is your greatest challenges when it comes to dating as a nomad? And people were, like, mentioning that they have a fear of losing freedom or um, that there's even less time to actually get to know each other and things like that, long-distance relationships. There's so much challenging things coming into our lives, um, especially as long-term travelers. Um, yeah. Why is it so hard? Sorry? Why is it so hard? Wow, that is a big question. Um, so I think that's very, per- that is very, for everyone, very personal. So for, and like, everyone is also looking for different things. So, um, for example, unfortunately, also, it's very challenging for LGBT um, people who are traveling. For them, it's even harder finding someone or um, maybe the willingness to take a risk. Because if you meet someone, and that happened to me, I met someone really amazing. But then my flight was a three, three days after we met back to Germany. And it's a big flight. I can't just change it. <laughs> so, but the willingness to take a risk and um, yeah, there, there's a lot to there's a lot of things um, that come that come along, and it also obviously really depends on the personal situation, uh, I guess, and how how your chemistry is with this person. Which I, I call it. I don't like to call it a risk, but would you take the risk to um, to stay together, or are you making plans together in the future to make it work? So yeah. Did you ever feel any kind of pain when you had you met this person, and you know you you had to sacrifice this because of your lifestyle? You know, was it gun wrenching, or do you have any heartbreak? Um, I. I didn't actually have like a huge heartbreak um, during my travels. However, I think I made other people breaking. I, I was breaking hearts, <laughs> and that was really that was really such a bad experience. And um, because I was moving on, I was moving on, and they stayed, and it just didn't work. So, so it was it's so tough. And it was definitely like an experience that, yeah, no one, no one wants to have, right? <laughs> so. And you've also started a Facebook group. What's the name of that group? Yeah, Nomad Soulmates. Nomad Soulmates. Okay. Yeah. And um, what <laughs> what stories have you heard from people? So we have all kind of stories. That is so interesting. Um, it's I, I really love that I started this group because. 
we have not like a one-way thing, so everyone is contributing their stories, and it's a real conversation happening there. And we we have all kind of stories. So people share their problems. So what we just mentioned comes up a lot, and as well um, success stories. So people who actually met through the Facebook group and they share um, they share their stories too. So, for example, Vikram and Maria, they, um, she is from Germany and he's from India. She made a trip to India and they got in contact through the Facebook group. And he was asking her if he could um, join her trip. And after like a few, um, I don't know, after, after they were messaging, he joined her and they had an awesome trip. And they totally fell in love with each other. They were Skyping with me and um, we had calls. I was so grateful. And they now actually making plans to marry. So that's that's awesome. That's, you get also those kind of stories of people who met through the group. And we had two people flying over um, and making like also like really going out of their ways to meet. But obviously they had, of course, like in before, like before making really going out of their ways, they were Skyping or, yeah, really, really being in contact for almost every day. So that's impressive to see. I feel like these uh, case studies are a bit rare, though. You know, for most of us, it's, yeah. it's quite a challenge. And for every happy couple that I see, there's, you know, 10 or 20 that uh, are really lonely. I think there's a lot of lonely guys out there too. And I feel like um, yeah. there's definitely more men in the nomad community than women, if you permit me saying that. Uh, <laughs> I think if you're a girl, you have a lot of picks, but as a guy, it's hard. And I see like a lot of guys that just kind of, you know, they become nomads, but then they just stay in co-working spaces for 14 hours a day. And I've got quite a few friends like this and, mm. and the natural default response, you know, if they're lonely or something like this is just to become more colics. Yeah, so I have different experiences when it comes to like what is the rate between women and men and how many are there. Um, I can just tell from my own numbers, like for example on my email list or from the people who are attending our group, um, it's almost half-half. So that was a surprising fact that I had, like it's around 47% women and the rest are guys. But then when you again travel, um, so I was spending a lot of time in Chiang Mai lately, and Chiang Mai, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. In Chiang Mai, you have I found a lot more men, and in Bali, there's so many. Actually, I think in Bali is a great mix, but um, maybe it depends as well where you go. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of uh, there's probably a lot more women in Bali. I think it's a great place for a single guy. <laughs> uh, about pray love stuff that, that's going around. <laughs> yeah, all the, pe all the people who want to find themselves go to Bali. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's more women uh, looking for love than guys, I think. Mm, maybe, but as well, again, through the Facebook group, um, I understand also that a lot of people, it's different. So... Everyone has also different relationship goals, if it's, you know, just a fling or 
Um, they don't look for something permanent. But in the end, I think everyone really wants to make real great chemistry and good connection with people. Like experience, because an experience is just as good as you know the people you're surrounded with, and um, even if it's friends or or a partner in crime. But what you're really seeking is, I think, um, being in a moment and experiencing real good chemistry with each other. I think that is what everyone seeks, I guess, for sure. But um, when it comes to relationship goals, I guess everyone is different. And um, if there's great chemistry, why not? <clears throat> why, um, yeah, probably there's, there's, um, they fall in love or, but. Um, Do you feel that there's a certain set of requirements for people to uh, find their soulmate, like to find love, like certain requirements that need to be met? Hmm. Um, <laughs> okay, so I don't want to speak for everyone, obviously, <laughs> but um, uh, what I hear a lot is people are seeking a partner who can just move with them because that is one of the biggest problems they had so far, that people could just not move with them or they um, are not that free to travel or they actually bound to um, travel to different locations because of business. So... Um, they were seeking a partner who is able to move with them. And I just met a couple actually lately in Chiang Mai. She is a teacher and he did, um, he is doing UX and UI design. So for him, it's, he, for him, it's easy to travel around, but she had a job here in Chiang Mai. Um, and together, it was nice to see together they made it, um, somehow happened that she could work online as an online teacher. So they found together a way to move on, but it's still so rare and it's still such a challenge um, to find that. So, and um, I would think like a if you want to call it a requirement, I guess that is something a lot of people would love to, to have. Yeah, but I, I still think there's challenges though, you know. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know, like, I've, I've seen stories, I've seen relationships where, you know, they'll be traveling for, like, six months or something, and then, uh, like, my buddy's yeah. girl wants, his girlfriend wants to go back, and just, you know, people have different priorities, you know, they have different goals, and then they separate, and things like yeah. this, um, you know, and, and I'm just trying to think of my own experiences, like, my ex-girlfriend in Bangkok, you know, we were really close, we really care about each other a lot, but, mm. you know, she's, so she's never been on a plane before, or, you know, been outside of Thailand before, and, um, you know, so like there's, there's definitely that emotional connection and, um, it's just, was, there was a kind of like a lack of compromise, I guess, where, yeah. um, you know, I, I feel like I'm giving a lot to this relationship to try to keep it alive, you know, settling in Bangkok for a long time and putting a lease down on a long-term condo, things like this. And, uh, it just kind of felt like I was making most of the effort. And I feel right. like that there needs to be a certain level of compromise um, and understanding, you know, like really good communication. And um, I yeah. find it's really difficult to, to find someone who has these kind of qualities, who shares, you know, your similar outlook on life and is willing to uh, have that empathy, you know, where they're willing to meet you halfway. Yeah, so especially I think when you meet someone who is local and maybe never heard about 
the term digital nomad are traveling around the world and work. It's important to kind of educate them and like let them know what your lifestyle is and what you absolutely what your passion is and um, that so with communication and I guess you really give them an option to understand you um, and I think it's all about understanding understanding accepting and respecting so yeah it's hard I guess it's hard for locals like for my parents and like friends sometimes it's even it still sounds very utopish um this kind of lifestyle but um and it's also I remember when I first started out becoming an like an entrepreneur it was like a year I was reading stuff for a year before I even started and um so I'm really also looking forward to when people don't have to be entrepreneurs anymore, but also get hired remotely from startups, for example, because that's happening too. That's another movement. Um, yeah. When, so, so your app is uh, designed to get people to meet each other, uh, get other location-dependent workers to meet one another, right? Absolutely. And where do you see things progressing from there? Because I see like one issue a lot of people have is there's not clear expectations, you know? So, um, you know, do you just want to meet for fun or, you know, are we just going to have a short-term thing for like two weeks and then you're going to mm. jump on a plane? Uh, how can we manage those expectations and find someone that's kind of going out in the same direction as so again, through communication, I guess, um, if you're very upfront and what you're looking for, then people know what you're looking for and they, um, they maybe are not really blinded going into some, like they know, they know what you're up to and what you're looking for. So for example, when it comes to dating app, um, we, we can just give them an option um, so they can tell others what what they're up to and if they're just for friends or for if they're looking for a partner um, or a fling or you know um, or just hang out so so that already helps a lot and as well like we started a, a travel we started actually a travel location, uh, sorry, a location matching tool um, a couple of days ago. And we only matched people's location, but it already came up that people wanted to have a way understanding what people were looking for. So I think um, they already gave us the feedback that they want that. So, um, and through communication, you can steer that. Do you think, uh, do, you, do you find that a lot of these couples that you meet, uh, these nomads become like business partners too? And <laughs> how does that affect the relationship? Because I'm wondering, you know, because yeah. I've heard, you know, like my, I have my friends, um, Jared and Alicia from Nomadosaurus and, you know, they oh, actually yeah. had to take some time off because they were like at each other's neck because they were arguing so much, you know, they spent so much time together and they were working together and... You know, it's it's a common problem where someone that you're is like your partner. You know, you manage finances together, you manage all this together, 
it's hard to yeah. find uh, keep that spark alive, you know. And sometimes it's even hard to get that spark going in the first place if you're just trying to approach this as like a, a partnership, you know. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I see this so often. Um, I yeah, I I've even saw like couples fighting with each other. I was sitting at a table and they were fighting about business, and it was so sad. Um, yeah, it's it's hard. You live together, you stay together, you work together. So I'm not sure personally. I would like to keep that separate. Um, but I also met a couple that had. <laughs> quite a strict rules like they also like they were talking about business and helping each other out but then they really had their own time and did romantic things or adventurous things not talking about business and I think that's very important too because um you still as I said you still want to keep that spark alive so you I think it's helping each other out business wisely or in or um, with personal development as well. Um, growing with each other is really beautiful. But then again, I, I don't know, business, making business with each other together can backfire. Yeah, yeah. so I've seen that that can be true. And then there's also a lot of uh, nomads who have been, you know, nomad couples who've been very happy and they also work together. Uh, I have two yeah. friends from Brazil, they have a blog called Love and Road. And oh, we yeah. actually house sat together in Bangkok. They, they've been in Thailand a long time. And yeah. yeah, I've seen them. They're really cute, you know. They're really, and they work together. They're really cooperative and understanding. And maybe yeah. I should get them on the, the podcast too to see what their secret oh, is. Oh, sure, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so interesting to, to as well um, hear different perspectives and maybe also how they make that work if they have their own time or, yeah, how do they do that? I wonder as well. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping to find out. So, do you think there's yeah. characteristics of like happy nomad couples? Because um, you know, I've been I've been looking for this myself, and and I don't have a lot of, I don't really have high standards. I would say like I, I want someone who you know treats me well, and you know if if someone's rude to me or something, then I, I just like all right, I just let them go. But I'm yeah. pretty open-minded. I'm pretty accepting of people, you know, and their flaws and. I would love to have someone that, you know, is interested in the same things as I am, who likes to, to travel and to do these things and is willing to take a chance, you know, mm -hmm. not, not close-minded and, and saying, like, like my ex-girlfriend, for example, she's like, I'll travel when I'm 30, you know, first I'm going to work for <laughs> five or six years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, um, I mean, I think that is why a lot of people desire what you just said. Um, and I guess most nomads are open-minded. Um, so meeting other people and, I mean, we already have similar mindsets. Um, but as well, I did once a blog, um, I, I once was writing an article about, that was with the title, Are um, Nomads Emotional Available? So it was quite... Yeah, so, so that one got quite attraction um, because my experience, also my personal experience, was that when I traveled, I was really good at making great friends, um, but they were, and yeah, or making great friends, but then they were 
superficial too because we don't really know each other, right? Um, so we didn't went that deep. And I think a lot of nomads are awesome in making uh, um, great connections and friendships very quickly as they're so open-minded. But is open-minded the same thing? It's I guess it's different open-minded than being open, um, being open to actually being emotional available for someone. So for example, if I know I'm leaving Pi in two weeks, would I be emotionally available for someone who whom I just met here in Pi? Um, or would I, you know, would I go full in? So I don't know. Um, I met travelers who are who don't really Hmm. How should I put that? <laughs> yeah, so I, I always had troubles with um, making those connections with people I just met and then giving them full, full attention. Um, yeah, so, so as I just said, like if I would leave the country in like a few days or a week, um, I'm more closed. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. So you think that uh, some people, I guess it's not, maybe it's not the word, but they're kind of like shallow or just like looking for superficial, shallow, surface level things. And yeah. I've, I've, I don't know, I've heard that from a lot, from women a few times, you know, where they say like, I'm not looking for a relationship right now. And as a guy, you know, girls say these things all the time and you're, you're left to like kind of <laughs> interpret what it means, you know, because sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes there really are things going on in our life because there's always so many things going on in a woman's life that guys don't understand or don't know about. And sometimes <laughs> it just means she's not that into you. Yeah, sometimes it means that she's just not into you. But um, so, for example, I think I just speak for myself, but some I I I, I do say this as well. So <laughs> and um, sometimes it's also just. Um, me wanting to reduce the pressure. So, I, I don't know. So, for example, hmm, it's hard to explain, I would say. And maybe she's really not into you, but... Um, so, if or she's just what it is. Like, she's not looking for a relationship and she's really enjoying um, being solo. But... I, I caught myself in situations where I said it in moments where I was actually like the guy. I didn't, I was showing interest somehow, but um, at the same time, I didn't want to go too fast or too, like putting a lot of pressure in it. So just going with the flow and see where this goes. Um, so yeah, I can't speak for other women, obviously, but for myself, I caught myself in that situation where I say that and actually feel felt a little bit different. What do you feel like um, <laughs> girls who are digital nomads are looking for? You know, if if like if um, someone like myself, if I meet someone that's that's really great and different than you know other girls I've met, perhaps who's kind of got the qualities I'm looking for. Um, you know, mm -hmm. she's well-traveled or she works in a similar field. Like, I'm, I'm actually describing someone that I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, like a graphic designer or something like this, you know. So 
how can you take that into like this, uh, evolve that into like this dream kind of relationship where you guys can just be a happy couple and just float around the world and blissfully uh, chase after the sun, you know, together? <laughs> are, you, are you asking me for relationship advice? How to approach a girl? Uh, no, 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 not to approach a girl, but I mean, just to kind of create that, you know, dream lifestyle because um, it's, it's not hard to date. You know, as a guy, especially if you're a, tra a traveler and you have an interesting life, it's just yeah. hard to find someone that's a good match for you. You know, like <clears throat> I can I can date girls who are like you know bankers and accountants and uh, working in law offices or wherever it is. You know, but they're just you know not it's not my lifestyle. You know, and and they're not yeah. open to that lifestyle. So if I find one that that is you know, um, what, what do you think are the steps? So, so you, first, you, oh, you obviously recommend people download your app, right? That would be the first yeah. step. Yeah, <laughs> that's the very first thing. Well, um, and then secondly, so actually right now, for example, I'm in Pi and there's no nomad around. Um, so I'm, I feel like I'm the only one and it also feels so a little bit... go to Pi and meet Aline, that's the first step. Uh, yeah, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Come here. Um, or Bali, <laughs> and uh, well, I feel like to, if if I would think in steps, that a good recommendation would be surround yourself with the with those people, like in co-working spaces. Um, it seems like everyone is right now, for example, leaving the burning season and escaping to um, Bali. So there are right now a lot of nomads there, a lot of interesting people to meet with, same, with the same lifestyle. So, um, yeah, and I would say the nomad Mecca, it's um, Lisbon and all, all those kind of places, they're popping up more and more now. Um, are definitely a good approach to meet people. And then again, online, we are all using, we are all so used to online um, devices and meeting people through it. We met through online too. Um, and this is how these interviews <laughs> are happening. So that's awesome. It's, it's pretty funny and, the number of people I've met who just who email me and then uh, we end up yeah. meeting somewhere in like Chiang Mai or something or uh, in Japan or something. And, and it's just like from the podcast or from the blog yeah. or something like that. <laughs> so it's, it's so easy for us actually. Yeah. Um, and we're used to this already. It's not even unsexy. And um, yeah, so, so I think so technology go where the, is go where people are, you know, so you can meet people in person. And do you think that um, do do you think like you have a plan for it? Because I know some people they have their their travel plans already laid out. I, I certainly don't. Sure. And you know, like, do you just start traveling together after a while? What's because what, it's kind of like the next step of relationship. Maybe in a mm -hmm. traditional relationship, it might be moving in together. Yeah. But for us, maybe it's traveling <laughs> together, and you know, <laughs> and I, I feel a little bit disappointed too because I've had these, I guess, flings where it will last like two weeks, and we go travel somewhere, and yeah. everything's blissful, and then it's like this is done after that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, so making travel plans together is probably really the next step. Um, but I forgot your question. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, it's okay. I mean, where, where, how do you see, like, these relationships progressing? Like, um, you know, like, did you um, start traveling together, like, you know, one person follows the other person, or, um, 
you know, because it's not like it's, it's a very untraditional relationship, and I'd, I'd really like to, you know, maybe I could interview different kinds of couples that are digital nomad couples to see how they make it work. But I'm just, I'm just really curious because it's, it's something that, uh, you know, I think would be nice to be in that kind of relationship one day. Yeah. Um, so I think I would just try traveling together um, if that's possible. Um, but I think actually the first steps are, or at least what I see and observe, um, or also from my experience, was always that we spend a lot of time together, so almost almost 24-7 in the beginnings, and um, then it keeps being that. So I met a guy I traveled with um, for, oh, unfortunately, not that long, but also when you travel together, you really get to know each other a lot. Um, to each, like, you do a lot of compromising and so the, the couples that I um, that I interviewed or like uh, know, they they told me that they actually either knew each other from before and spent a lot of time um, just being in one place and then moving from there and trying to make it work or if it didn't work with their future plans because obviously often, people plan ahead and um, so love is coming in unexpectedly. Um, they try to make it work in the future or meet again in the future. Um, so for example, a couple that is um, they're two friends of mine and they split after they met, but then met again um, a month after for a travel adventure for a month and after that they decided to keep traveling together. Of course this is um, probably rarer but it gives hope. <laughs> um, so sometimes you gotta let people go and see if they come back to you. <laughs> well, well, well from, from their story I know they have been in touch also between um, obviously they had a lot of Skype calls and conversations um, like when they didn't saw each other and um, how about finances who pays for what when, uh, nomads are together <laughs> <laughs> um, I think when they move together they just split the house costs <laughs> but um, I think finances this is a tricky one because what if he or she is earning much less than he or she, like the, the partner does. Um, so that's probably another conflict because one of them is more flexible to move around than the other one doesn't. So Wait, uh, I don't can know. I ask you there? How, how important is it to consider the finances of the other person and how much income they're making? Is that a consideration? Yeah, of course. I think it's a consideration. <laughs> if you want to make plans for each other, and a plan is to really move around and travel that costs. And um, so especially people who are just starting out and choose, for example, cheaper places to live, they probably made a conscious decision why they live there. So they want to bootstrap something or um, so it's definitely 
it's especially when you have like so different different travel styles for example one is like um more of a luxus traveler and the other one doesn't bother um to to sleep in like cheaper places or something um so i think you so i guess compromising um is is uh is a must <laughs> but it's a it's a tricky one i never been actually in a situation that um I've never really been in a situation that I was making finance, like, yeah, I was always quite independent with my finances. So, so I, I don't know how it would be if someone is, yeah. It's an interesting question. <laughs> yeah, it is. How, how, do you, how do you see this? Have, do you, have you had any experience with that? Um, I can just speak to my experience as a guy and my own take on it. Mm. Um, you know, I, I don't know. For, for me, as far as finances is concerned, I, I'm dating someone because I enjoy their company and I like spending time with them. And I always yeah. like to feel that it's the same way with the person I'm with. And, you know, I, I don't, I know there's some girls out there that, you know, looking for an ATM machine. And I've, <laughs> I've met a couple of <laughs> them. And uh, I've been out with one girl in Bangkok and She's still wearing like a diamond band that her ex-boyfriend gave her from Australia, gave her like three years ago, and it's worth like 10 grand or something, and oh. she's used to guys, you know, giving her these paid trips, like the Philippines or wherever, and, um, yeah. you know, and I just don't want to become like the latest ATM, you know, or some whatever, <laughs> and, right, uh, right. so, I, so I, I'm, I do feel like I want to be generous, you know, but I don't feel like I need to, I feel like it's not an even relationship if I have to to do that to get someone's approval, you know, and oh, absolutely. she told me like, oh, I didn't ask them to do this. They do it because they love me so much, you know, and I feel like if that's what you need <laughs> to express your love, then there's something wrong with the relationship, you know. Absolutely. So, I agree. hundred like, percent. I feel like I'm saying like, I'm not worthy of your time, but I, I do like to definitely be generous. Um, and, but I feel like a, a girl who's kind of more my type, who's maybe a traveler or digital nomad, she got is more experiences than if I give her experiences, then... That's what I just wanted to say, yeah. Yeah, a, a gold uh, band from Tiffany's or something like this. You know? <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. Um, so, I, I value, like, quality time together so much more than presents, like um, a bracelet or, I don't know. Uh, so, so I myself say it too, like I spent money in because of, uh, I want to have experiences rather than stuff. So I travel, okay, well maybe I'm a, bit, a little bit hardcore, but I'm traveling with an eight kilo backpack and, uh, there's not much stuff in there. I spent my, my dollars for experiences. I want to have trips and, um, fun times. That's that's where my money goes, and I really appreciate that spending great time together and sharing those experiences with someone. So, so maybe again, this is really, yeah, a, a traveler type of girl um, that appreciates those things. 
So tell me a little bit about your application, Nomad Soulmates, nomadsoulmates.com. It's, you have over 6,400 members, and you said that, just on your website, you've had over 50 digital nomads volunteer their skills to bring this alive. Yeah. What is your vision that you're trying to manifest here, and how, is this, how do you see this helping people? So um, when it comes to the vision, I would love to bring more meaning back to our lifestyle. So really to um, give people offline experiences and to accomplish that, we, um, I started this Facebook group and like give them already a way to meet and to discuss and to communicate, but it's still messy and it's still hard to actually meet people offline. So um, through that journey of creating this Facebook group, I met incredible people and very passionate people who would love to see um, this app coming alive that makes it a lot easier for travelers, um, like for remote workers, long-term travelers, meeting each other. Um, so, so to do that, we, were, we would love to, um, first of all, the audience is going to be on, on the app. So it's not backpackers. Um, or short-term travelers, we really target people who are remote workers or who can travel remotely or plan to do it. Um, and then with matching um, not only their gender and their what they're looking for, but also um, their travel plans. So, for example, if I'm here now in Pai and I'm going to Bali in two weeks, and I put that in my travel planner. I would see all the people who are in Pi, which are probably not many, and um, then and then all the people who are going to be in Bali at the same time as me. So, so that would also mean that maybe there are people appearing who are right now in Europe, but they're going to be in Bali at the very same time as me, and then we can go do some adventurous stuff together um, or get to know each other. And... That, that really was the goal, to really bring people uh, together in the, in the offline world. And um, there's so many things. Oh, my God, we have, like, great, really awesome partnerships. And um, there's so much stuff that I would love to implement right in the first version, but it's unfortunately not ha um, Tell me a lot of work. It. Tell me about what you want to implement. Yeah, so, um, for example, well, that's actually something we would love to have in the first or at least... In, in one of the first versions, um, to bring people also together at events and gatherings. So, for example, we would love to partner with co-working spaces. And if they run an event, that this would show up in the app so we can pull those Facebook events and, um, like, show show them the people, who, like, their matches are going to be at this event as well. So you can just meet them there, and it's a very not stressful environment to meet them there um yeah things like that or um going away from the app um i'm also fantas fantasizing about um having retreat homes like or people already mentioned um co-workations we actually do a co-workation in chile together with um, two girls who are running that for singles um and things like that, so really also giving them an offline experience and besides the app, working on 
offline events too. So, so that's that's the goal. <laughs> well, very cool. Well, we wish you the, the best of success with this. This will. Uh, when are you launching? Is it already launched? Cheers. No, so we're running an Indiegogo campaign for it at the moment, okay. and um, it's going to be launched around summer. So um, we give, of of course, we're giving them um, early access and beta access beforehand. So people who are um, backing us on our Indiegogo campaign, they also get invited in the private forum where they can um, share their advice or give us feedback. Like feedback is always welcome, but um, like really um, discussing discussing their um, their their interests and ideas for for the app. And then in, we plan around June, July being live in, in the app stores. Okay, and you already have the Facebook group set up. That's at uh, Nomad Soulmates. Exactly. Just search Nomad Soulmates. And quite a busy and uh, active group you've created. I've been hearing that Facebook groups are becoming more and more uh, prominent and important and people are having great success with them. And this is the first time I think I've seen a actual business created from a Facebook group where you create the Facebook group <laughs> first and then the product, which is smart actually. You create the community that will use yeah. it first. Absolutely recommending this for any service um, mm. out there because it given us so much value from that. Um, so all the people, all these fifty advisors are coming from from this Facebook group that we have. And um, my co-founder I met through the Facebook group. It all developed and shaped through it, um, and they give you honest feedback. It's it's the best thing ever, really. Yeah. Very cool. Well, there's still a little bit of time left on that Indiegogo, so if you want to check it out, we'll put a link to that in the show notes, and it uh, really, looks really cool. I think it's a great tool that you've created to help people meet like-minded people. Um, I think for me, like, you know, maybe just saying, like, meet your soulmate off an app, it might be a little bit, a lot of pressure at first, you know? Uh, <laughs> maybe it's good to just, just, like, you know, have coffee and be friends first, and then see how things progress, but I think it's really great that uh, you know, you can meet like-minded people. It's definitely a challenge for a lot of people. I don't go to co-working spaces. You know, I'm kind of a lone wolf. So it's definitely, <laughs> I'll definitely be checking this out. And I hope I can meet some, some cool people, you know, from this. Awesome. Yeah, thanks. Cheers. Thanks, Elaine. It's been fun chatting with you. And uh, best of luck. Awesome. Bye.